This podcast is intended as entertainment for grown-ups and to spread awareness of 826LA, a nonprofit writing and tutoring center for children ages 6 to 18. Visit 826LA.org for a full schedule of 826LA's events and programs, including the Time Travel Mart, with locations in Echo Park and Mar Vista, California. And now, the host of the Dead Authors Podcast, Mr. H.G. Wells. Hello all, I'm H.G. Wells, and welcome to this very special addendum to the Dead Authors Podcast. What a rare treat it was to travel all the way to... Sketchfest? In the... Real foggy... City of... San Francisco! And how fortunate that our guest for this addendum was... Beatrix Potter! Author of... The Tale of Peter Rabbit! It was my profound honor to meet... Her! It only remains for me to thank... Everyone at Sketchfest! And... Beatrix Potter! For... Her! Time! Thanks also to Lauren Lapkus for no particular reason. Now please enjoy Addendum 6 of the Dead Authors Podcast with Beatrix Potter recorded live from Sketchfest in San Francisco. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you all. Thank you all so much for being here. Braving the weather. Coming out in the rain. This gentleman, he's late and he's got to sit down. He's done it. I understand some people uh, had uh, trouble getting here on time. There are people building arcs at home. (laughs) Summoning as many animal couples as they knew. You know... When you get to know an animal couple, there's something that's so wonderful about that because you can have them over for dinner, they have no choice in the matter, they're just dumb animals that you're in charge of. But they found each other, and isn't that a wonderful thing? Do we have empty seats here? Is that what I'm seeing right here? Is that sort of a safety zone? What? I don't know, oh, oh, someone lucky. No, no, this gentleman in the reflective jacket, I thought he was going to find himself hitting the jackpot. This woman has to run over here. Why is everyone running? I don't understand. <laughs> Perhaps you know something I don't know. I don't know if there's some sort of Logan's Run scenario where people are afraid of being caught. Woo indeed for Logan's Run, sir. <laughs> well, thank you all uh, so much for being here. How many people, uh, round of applause, how many people are familiar with the Dead Authors Podcast? I've heard it before. Very nice to hear. You? No? Oh, you do? Oh. <laughs> Just getting your things together, I understand. <laughs> it's tough when, when these applause poles spring up and you're not ready. She had to get out a microfiber cloth to clean her, her, her glasses, certainly. You don't want to miss a moment of it. How many people still using the applause as vote system. How many people are unfamiliar with the Dead Authors Podcast? What a a cheery band of willfully ignorant people. Hurrah! I couldn't have less of an idea what's going on here. (laughs) Well, bravo to you adventurers who said, I don't know what this is. 
Uh, perhaps it's linked with death in some way. That's always a selling point for me. I like death. I'm a dark person. Umbrella in the summertime, that sort of thing. Listening to The Cure. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know what this is, let me explain. This is the uh, this is a podcast that we're recording. Uh, we always record live. We usually uh, record it down in uh, Los Angeles. Um, oh, that's unprecedented here in San Francisco. I, I dare say that's never happened before. This is exciting. What an auspicious occasion. The one time, the one time in San Francisco history, Los Angeles has been mentioned and no one booed. It's very exciting. Although I do like, uh, so you lot like to go for the, uh, the hiss, the old fashioned hiss. That's wonderful. Like, yes, exactly. Like you're watching a silent film. <laughs> um, well, this is uh, the Dead Authors Podcast. Is, uh, it's a, a podcast hosted by myself, H.G. Wells. I am the author of such uh, science fiction uh, novels as uh, the, uh, the Invisible Man. Any Invisible Man? <laughs> Certainly. It's a cracking good read. Um, Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, re- recently ripped off by the, uh, the, the animated series Bojack Horseman. I don't know if people have seen that. I do feel as if I'm owed royalties from that show. There's, there's no, I, that's my thing. I came up with that. Animal people, that's, that's kind of the thrust of the book. Hard to ignore. Oh, and I also wrote a book called The Time Machine. That's right. And they say write what you know, so I wrote about the time machine that I own. And I use this wondrous device to, uh, to transport uh, uh, living authors from the past into the present. Now, we say dead authors podcast because, of course, in, in, our, in, in this day and age, in the 21st century, they are long since dead. Um, but using the time machine, I transport them uh, forward into the future so you can get a look at them. And that, that seemed like too long a title. HQLs presents, I use my time machine to transport living authors from the past into the future so you can get a look at them. Even the acronym seemed cumbersome. And so we call it the Dead Authors Podcast, and, uh, and I will interview uh, an author from the past, and, uh, and we'll take questions from the, uh, the social networking platform Twitter from people that couldn't be here this evening. And we also have uh, microphones here at the, uh, at the stage so, uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, if you have questions for, uh, for the authors uh, here tonight, uh, then you'll be able to ask questions as well. Um, I, I do urge you to keep it uh, uh, brief. Uh, uh, don't go on and on. And try, try not to do joke questions. People like to do joke questions and it sort of it bogs down the proceedings I think because there's there's no way to answer a joke question then other than saying oh I see you you've made a joke <laughs> it's it's the most passive aggressive form of audience interaction there is really the joke question at a Q&A so um, yes these gentlemen uh, right, right over there. I don't know why no one would want these seats. They seem like rather good seats right there. There we go. Everyone settled? I think we're about ready to begin. Not that this didn't count as a very entertaining part of the program. <laughs> I, I myself enjoyed it uh, from, from this side of the stage. <laughs> My guest tonight, 
uh, is the creator of uh, the beloved Peter Rabbit series of books, but also she knows a lot about shrooms. <laughs> Please welcome to Dead Authors, Beatrix Potter. Beatrix Potter, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here, please. You sit down there. Hello. Uh, Miss Potter, thank you very much for being here. I do apologize for knocking into the table. Oh. I don't mean to spill any water on you. Uh, uh, thank you very much for being here. It's a pleasure to have you it's on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, I wonder if you might favor us with a reading from one of your works. I'd absolutely love to. Oh, that worked out a treat. <laughs> This is an excerpt from Peter Rabbit. Oh, from Peter Rabbit! <laughs> I would have lost a wager there. <laughs> but round the end of a cucumber frame, whom should he meet but Mr. McGregor? Mr. McGregor was on his hands and knees, planting out young cabbages. But he jumped up and ran after Peter, waving a rake and calling out, Stop, thief! Peter was most dreadfully frightened. He rushed all over the garden, for he had forgotten the way back to the gate. He lost one of his shoes among the cabbages and the other shoe amongst the potatoes. <laughs> After losing them, he ran on four legs and went faster, so that I might think he had got away altogether if he had not unfortunately run into a gooseberry net and got caught by the large buttons on his jacket. It was a blue jacket with brass buttons, quite new. Peter gave himself up for lost and shed big tears, but his sobs were overheard by some friendly sparrows who flew to him in great excitement and implored him to exert himself. Mr. McGregor came up with a sieve, which he intended to pop upon the top of Peter, but Peter wriggled out it just in time, leaving his jacket behind him. <laughs> and rushed into the tool shed and jumped into a can. It would have been a beautiful thing to hide in if, if it had not had so much water in it. Peter Rabbit. Mr. McGregor was quite sure that Peter was somewhere in the tool shed, perhaps hidden underneath a flower pot. He began to turn them over carefully, looking under each. Presently, Peter sneezed. Curtsy chew! <laughs> Mr. McGregor was after him in no time. There we go. Read by the author. I wrote that. That was written by me. And you, and you illustrated it? You illustrated it as well? I drew the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Quite nice. Uh, now, Ms. Potter, you, you were born um, in uh, uh, July of 1866. That's true. Do we have a sort of a rerun off of what's happening situation going on here? A, is anyone old enough to remember that reference? I am. Oh, you remember when... You remember when rerun? He tried to bootleg the Doobie Brothers concert. Absolutely. Yes, and he was—he so, got caught so up in the in the concert, he was dancing and dancing. Well, rerun loved to dance. Oh, we, we all, all know. know. We all know. And his his tape recorder came uh, loose from its harness. Fumbly. Fell down, and uh, of course, all the Doobie Brothers, including uh, Skunk Baxter, pointed. Um, <laughs> came to the foot of the stage and pointed at the, uh, at the, uh, the offending device. And, uh, well, the fellas learned a valuable lesson that day. <laughs> As I hope you have over yes. there. Um, your parents lived... Uh, your parents were, uh, were well off. Oh, yes. yes you lived Lucky a, me. A, a, a somewhat uh, 
posh part of uh, London, South Kensington. Mm -hmm. um, you had a little brother, uh, Walter Bertram. Yes. Uh, just a few years behind you. Um, your, your parents were very artistically minded. Mm -hmm. And your father even was a, was a very adept uh, amateur photographer. Yes. Uh, do you remember some of the pictures that he took? Did you enjoy his photos? Yes, he liked to photograph freaks. Freaks? <laughs> yes. Uh, strange little people who looked odd. Maybe someone with a big tooth instead of many teeth. Oh, just, just the one big tooth. Yes, or, or someone with a hole in their head or something, you know, something you might not see every day. Would it, would it be a sort of hole where you could see into the skull? Absolutely. You could see the workings of the, uh, of the head. Yes. <laughs> he delighted in such things, you know, people who use stilts as their legs, um, people who crawled like seals. He found that fascinating. Now, in those days, photography, uh, you required people to sit there quite still. Yes. It wasn't, it's not like photography today where you can snap a, a photo on the yes, fly. Yes, very painful like, for many of these people. You certainly have to go up to a, one of these uh, stilt leggers and say, I need you to hold this pose. For five hours <laughs> while my camera sketches you. That's right. Yes. It, it was just two days faster than having an oil portrait. Yes. Um, <laughs> did you ever enjoy uh, uh, taking photographs yourself when you were a little yeah, girl? I didn't really have the patience for it, you know, and I preferred much to create my own pictures. Uh, pictures of, uh, well, because you, you had, uh, you were raised, uh, you were schooled at home by uh, mm -hmm. governesses, and uh, you and your brother had uh, quite a menagerie uh, there at home. You had, uh, you had your mice, you had your, your rabbits, of course, you yes, had uh, bats. guinea pigs. Mm -hmm. and, and bats, yes, that's curious. Yes. You did. Where did you keep the bats? Up exactly? there. <laughs> just, uh, they just. They, they found just their own the place ceiling. to sleep, yes. <laughs> well, they, that's the thing about bats as a pet. They sort of take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. There's very little you have to do. Yeah. I suppose, uh, uh, you know, and would you feed them? Or would We'd you? let them out into the yard and they'd find things for themselves. Bats like spiders. <laughs> that, and I don't want to catch a spider, so... Now, you say bats like spiders as if you, you can't understand it, but to each their own. Yes, of Is course. Sort of I, I, I respect it. I don't understand it, but I'm not going to stop them. Not for you, <laughs> but... Fine for them. God bless. Please, be happy. <laughs> you, uh, one of your governesses uh, tutored you in uh, German and also uh, in acting... Uh, uh, Acting as a lady's companion. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a term that I, I don't believe survives today. I don't know. It does. It, it does. People do know. Yes. How, round, round of applause. <laughs> how many people are familiar with the idea of a lady's companion? <laughs> hmm. Oh, uh, follow up. Uh, uh, round of applause. How many people are liars? <laughs> same amount. Same amount. What, what, what would be the duties of a lady's companion? A lady's companion is there to kind of embrace you if you're feeling sad, kiss, touch, fondle. Oh, it seems, seems very intimate. Yes, it is, and you need training. <laughs> who, who, who does the training? Well, the governess comes in and teaches me, and well, she did. Uh, I believe this is how it goes for everyone. <laughs> Why, 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 don't you, why don't you tell us, and then, uh, and then we'll see if, uh, if it seems familiar. Okay. Um, she was my tutor, and I was told I would learn to be a lady's companion. Uh, first, on the first day, she taught me to say she looked pretty. Um, 
on the second day, I was to give her a hug, and each day, from that point on, uh, we would watch movies together. <laughs> what? Is that, is that so? Go on, I would, I'd call them dates, but she didn't say such, but yeah. What, um, what, hmm. what were some of the films that you enjoyed? Uh, the, the one where the horse runs around the circle. That is a good one. I love that That film. is a good one. He never tires. No, and I oh. could watch it over and over again. <laughs> um, so, amongst this little, uh, you had this little menagerie, and, uh, and that's when you began drawing, as, mm-hmm. as you would draw these, uh, these little animals. Um, and uh, uh, you began to keep a diary at the age of 14. Did you read it? Well, now, I, I haven't read it. But I'm sorry to tell you, it has been read by a great many strangers. I wrote in the front page, do not touch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid that there there does exist in this world a certain type of person for whom uh, those pleas hold no water whatsoever. but you were very clever because you, you did write it in code. Yes. And it was, it was, a, it was a fairly simple code. It was, it was just a, a letter-for-letter substitution. Um, uh, how did you arrive at that code? Was it very difficult to devise? It was. I kind of decided I would use each letter and find a letter that I thought reminded me of that letter. <laughs> and so, like, O was A because it kind of looks like A, but it's not. And Certainly. B was P because that's almost the same, but they're not. You know? Let's do, I say, let's do letter association. <laughs> I'll name a letter, then you tell me the first letter that comes into your mind. Mm-hmm. Ready? Hands on yes, buzzers. I'm, I'm quite focused. K. P. That's interesting because it also reminds me of B. <laughs> System was a little complicated. J. X. Hmm. Mm. That's an intriguing one. Yeah. What is it about J that reminds you of X? It's got that feeling of just, you know, Xy. Lucy, Goosey. Yes. What could happen? I could go I could down go in a swoop. Way. I could or put I could a go, line on oh, top. Look out. I could That's put a right. dot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a, a, a lady named uh, Leslie Linda, 1958, hmm. uh, decoded your diary. Well, I hate her. Uh, I don't. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Very private. If I mean, I, I, she may well still be alive. I have no idea. I haven't tracked huh. down. Lens- uh, do, do you have a message for Leslie Linda? Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> no need to decode that. <laughs> Seems straightforward enough. Uh, but your diary um, was less of a, 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 a record of your of your personal feelings, and it was more about the. Um, uh, uh, the art scene and your interest in, uh, mm-hmm. in art and, and uh, critiques of things. And uh, it proved to be a very uh, invaluable document of, uh, of Brit- uh, a certain part of British society um, oh, at the time. Well, that's neat. Well, I mean, did you, did, you, did you have it in mind that people would be reading this in the future? I mean, I really hoped they didn't. I wrote about a few of my crushes in there, and that seems very personal. But I'm glad that people found some value in what I had to say. I have strong opinions about art and, and uh, things in that nature. <laughs> Which of the crushes are you afraid people read about? Uh, well, you wouldn't know them. Well, certainly not. So I feel like this is a safe place. 
Johnny, Richard, all cute guys at school. <laughs> and I was homeschooled, so these were my neighbors. <laughs> did, you, did you feel your training as a lady's companion uh, uh, crossed over into uh, your romantic life with the, the boys in the it, neighborhood? It complicated things. I wasn't really sure what I wanted. Um, my job or my passion, you know? <laughs> Well, certainly, it's a blessing when you can combine the two. Ah, uh, what a dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your parents uh, uh, were encouraging of, uh, of you uh, continuing your education, higher mm -hmm. education, although, of course, uh, at that time, uh, it was very, uh, it was not uncommon that women uh, did not uh, attend universities, mm -hmm. were not admitted to universities, um, uh, but you were educated uh, uh, privately, uh, and you were interested in every branch of natural science, mm -hmm. except astronomy. Ugh. That was the one th <laughs> Yawn. What? It's all fake. <laughs> you hear? I don't believe in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the actual stars and Do planets? Do not believe, no. Meaning you don't think there's anything that we can, uh, we can learn from them, or you just don't actually think they're there? I don't think they're there. I think we're imagining things. We all we, we th talk about the moon, we all see it, but, you know, has anyone been there? Well, now, this is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting, because um, uh, relatively recently here, um, people have been to the moon. Okay. But... <laughs> but well, now, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that because there's a school of thought that says, school of thought is perhaps being a bit generous, but um, <laughs> there are some people that say we haven't been to the mm. moon and that uh, it was faked uh, by the U.S. government and no one's ever been there. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Without knowing a thing more about it, no one's been there. Now, I, I, I will say, though, that your idea that they haven't been there because there's no such thing as the moon. <laughs> Slightly more credible than the reasons people give for the government faking the moon landing. I say, have you seen that room 236? What was it called? The, the Kubrick thing about the shining? What was it? 237? That's not the one with Jack A, is it? <laughs> it's, this, it's this film... Uh, there was a film called The Shining, mm -hmm. and then people say, uh, but some people believe that the fellow who directed this film, The Shining, also was the fellow who directed the staged moon landing. Mm. And then there's a documentary uh, that at first you think, oh, that's what this is going to be about. It's going to be about these people that think the moon landing was staged. But then, no, that's just the, that's just the opener. Um, uh, then there's a, it just goes on and on with these disembodied voices saying, no, The Shining was about uh, the ancient spirits of the Native Americans crying on uh, labels of canned corn or whatever. <laughs> and it just goes on and on, more and more theories until eventually you, you, you just want to uh, 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 chuck your television out of the window because uh, it's, uh, it's a terrible, terrible film. It sounds like movies have gotten a lot more involved. <laughs> you might find this hard to believe. There's some movies that have uh, uh, over 10 horses in them. No. Yes. No. All running at the same time. I don't believe it. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. I can't. Uh, 
you, your interest is eventually settled on mycology, mm -hmm. which is the study of fungi. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Love the stuff. Mm. What? <laughs> gooey, gooey mushrooms. What? What is it about mushrooms? Oh, so much to learn. You know, and I love to imagine little things living underneath them and little characters. That's mostly why I like it. Oh, is that so? The mushrooms serve as the homes for my little imaginary creatures. <laughs> so I studied it in depth so I could really see, you know, learn to draw different types of homes for my creatures to live in. When any of these creatures are uh, um, sort of blue in color? Yes. Uh, small with white hats. Um, one woman. Um, yeah. You not, not even with a lady's companion. No. Just all by yourself. <laughs> you, were, you, you loved the, uh, the colors um, and uh, the way they gleamed in the, uh, in, in the light. And you, and you painted uh, many, many, many mushrooms. Mm -hmm. and, and some of, the, some of these paintings are hanging in museums today. Let me tell you a secret. <laughs> Some of them weren't mushrooms. Now, I think I take your meaning. <laughs> but just so we're, we're crystal clear, I mean, you're here after all. Mm -hmm. If they weren't mushrooms, <laughs> would you like to say what they were? Okay. Are you ready? Penises. <laughs> I hid one penis in every painting. So look out for that. Did anyone uh, catch on at the time? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You, you snuck it right nope. by everyone. <laughs> and I giggled to myself. <laughs> you began uh, drawing the... Um, uh, uh, microscopic drawings of mm -hmm. uh, fungus spores uh, around 1895, and uh, you developed a theory of, of the germination of mushrooms. You eventually wrote a paper, mm -hmm. and uh, you weren't able to. You, you, you consulted with botanists at, uh, at the famous Kew Gardens, um, but you weren't able to present your paper because you were a woman. Right. I thought you were going to say because I had diarrhea. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I had a bad day. I thought I'm mixing it up. I'm mixing it up. I couldn't do another presentation for that reason. That, <laughs> uh, that one was because I was a woman, yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that would have been an amazing guess <laughs> if, I, if I had known that. I thought, you know everything else no, about well, no. me. <laughs> um, that, been, uh, that must have been very frustrating. It uh, was, um, yes. I really wanted to get up and talk. But they didn't like it, you know. They didn't, they, they were in, they, I think they were just intimidated by me. I, I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, if, you, if you were to, uh, to just do a little excerpt of your presentation yeah. on uh, the germination of fungi, yeah. uh, just, just a, a, little, a little tiny brief excerpt, uh, how would that go? It'd go like this. Um, it's so small you can't even see it, but it's underneath you right now. Yes, little germs. Yes, little fungi. Believe me. <laughs> That was the whole thing, really. Certainly. And then a mic drop, and you're off. <laughs> I, I like that you worked in Believe Me, because it does seem incredible. Oh, and 
at the time, no one would believe that. <laughs> so little was known about mushrooms. About anything. And now it's all anyone talks about. Oh. Um, the paper that you wrote has only recently been uh, uh, discovered, um, along with the uh, the illustrations and the drawings, and uh, and it's only now that uh, that your work in this field is is being uh, seriously considered. And uh, um, uh, in 1997, uh, the Linnean Society, which uh, uh, you, you were unable to present to, mm. um, uh, why? Because you were a woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. I'm sorry. And 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 possibly because of the diarrhea. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't presume to say. I mixed up again. But, uh, <laughs> but they, uh, they issued a, a, a posthumous apology uh, to you oh. for the sexism displayed in the, uh, in the initial uh, so presentation nice. of your research. Oh. Well, they can shove it up their ass. <laughs> Too late. That is quite a long time yes. after the fact. Oh, I mean, just about 100 years. Who decided at that point? <laughs> they didn't know me. It's meaningless. Fuck them. <laughs> um, your, your literary work and, and the uh, and the drawings were very uh, influenced by uh, all manner of all manner of things. Actually, uh, growing up, uh, you enjoyed uh, the the fairy tales of the brothers Grimm. You enjoyed mm. uh, uh, Shakespeare. You enjoyed mm. the stories from the Bible. Really, yeah. uh, an amazing array of uh, of influences. All three books we had. <laughs> so you had the Bible. <laughs> yes. Grimm's fairy tales, yes. and then, and then uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare, just Shakespeare. <laughs> 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 Loved them. Um, you uh, most often the drawings when you were younger uh, were uh, the, the sort of fantasies involving um, your own pets, the mice and the rabbits mm -hmm. and the and the guinea pigs. Um, and you, but you had a, you had your own style, even though you were influenced by other things. Uh, your style of, of drawing and prose were, were uniquely your own. And, and what is it do you think that makes uh, uh, the Beatrix Potter style different from uh, from all those other things? I think it stands out because it kind of has um, what I tried to infuse was a feeling of nostalgia and uh, sort of like you're looking at a memory. It's very fuzzy on the edges. <laughs> it's just a genuine answer. So you look. Well, <laughs> <laughs> So there's, uh, there's your Peter Rabbit in his uh, relatively new blue coat. Very new. <laughs> Very new. Brass buttons. And uh, you look at it and you think, oh yeah, I remember that I remember film. that guy. I remember that time. That reminds me of another time. Yes, I recall. That's what I want the reader to do. <laughs> in that exact order? Yeah. I remember that time. That reminds me of that time. I remember that guy. <laughs> it... In a perfect world, would the reader say this all aloud? Yes. And would they say it with each drawing that they looked upon? Yes. And in a more perfect world, whoever they're reading with would say it at the exact same time or they made eye contact with each other. Shall, perhaps we could reenact it. Yes. For the audience, how it would go. Let's say yes. we're reading a big book, almost mm -hmm. as big as the Shakespeare book. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a picture of, uh, Pete, uh, of Peter Rabbit. Mm -hmm. I, remember I remember that, that time. time. I remember, I remember that, that guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, remember that. that. <laughs> if we could all read that way, it's, it's re that really was wonderful to experience. Yes. And I, I wish it for you all. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> 
your first your first paid work as an artist, uh, you and your brother, um, you you made your own uh, Christmas cards. Mm -hmm. uh, you drew little Christmas cards, and uh, and people liked them so much that uh, um, uh, several of your drawings uh, uh, were bought by uh, 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 the firm of. Uh, <laughs> Hildesmeyer and Faulkner. Oh, yes. Yes, you remember them? Yes, of course. Who did you like better, Hildesmeyer or Faulkner? I, you know, I liked Hildesmeyer. <laughs> he was sweeter. Yeah, he, he always gave me candies when I came to visit. Slipped them right into my pocket. <laughs> Faulkner, not so much? No, ignored me. <laughs> I think because I was a girl. He liked my brother. Oh, certainly. <laughs> Little Bertie. Um, so they uh, eventually your, your, your drawings uh, they purchased your drawings for uh, a, a book of uh, rhymes and then uh, mm -hmm. it happened again and this was a this was a turning point for you and you realized yes. well, perhaps I could make a go of this yes I was making sweet money for once in my life that's right <laughs> at, at, a, at a very young age yes I was excited um, uh, and another big turning point was when you went on holiday um, you sent letters to uh, to a lot of your young friends. Mm -hmm. um, and you would illustrate them, these little sketches, mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes you'd write little stories and things like that, little drawings. And um, many of these letters were written to uh, one of your former governesses, the, uh, the uh, uh, ladies' companion teacher herself, uh, Annie, uh, what's her name here? Annie, uh, Annie Moore. Yes. And she had a son, Noel, her, her, her eldest son, Noel. Yes. Sickly little boy. Yes. Constantly sick. Yes. And you were always writing these nice uh, notes to him. Yeah, well, I wanted to cheer him up, and I also wanted her to remember me. <laughs> oh. Yes. Did you feel that she had forgotten your times together? Oh, well, she got married and acted like we were never together. <laughs> I mean, did she, did she at least disclose to her husband that uh, you had been her lady's companion? I don't think so. I wrote to her personally many times and drew pictures, and she didn't reply, and then I started writing to her son just persistently. Um, hoping she would open the letters and see, and I'd have a code word for her at the end, and you know, hoping she'd write back, and nothing, nothing. nothing. Was it the same code that you'd used for the journal? Mm hmm. Yes. I'd write X B R P. And that, of course, means love. <laughs> of course it does. Uh, well, it lines up with everything else I said. <laughs> and. Certainly, the listener is welcome to rewind <laughs> and uh, and check that out if they if they think that a disservice has been done. Um, in writing to Noel, that was the beginning of the uh, the, the Peter Rabbit universe. Yes. Uh, you wrote him uh, a little. You told him a little story about uh, uh, quote four little rabbits whose names were Mopsy, Flopsy, Cottontail, and Peter. Yes. And uh, kind of gave up on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Mopsy, Flopsy, Cottontail, Peter. <laughs> well, I, I say that Mopsy and Flopsy, yes, absolutely. It seems like they, they, they're related, mm -hmm. right? And that uh, uh, perhaps... Twins. The, the same, certainly the same <laughs> person named them. Yes. Um, Peter, I think, is a perfectly fine name mm -hmm. for a rabbit. Cottontail seems a bit on the nose. <laughs> I mean, they all had Cottontails, did they not? Yes, yes. Well, it's a family name. <laughs> <laughs> People just called it by his last yes. name. Yes. Yes. Like they do in public schools yes. and so forth. Hey, Cottontail! <laughs> yes. <laughs> His mother's maiden name. <laughs> um, you, 
you made you you were quite satisfied with these drawings, and everyone told you uh, you got a lot of positive reinforcement from mm -hmm. them. You made a sort of dummy book. You you cobbled together a book mm -hmm. and tried to sell it around. And then uh, at first, people weren't interested, but you had a family friend, um, uh, name of uh, uh, Hardwick Ronsley. Mm. Um, and he did not want to give up, so he sort of rewrote it mm -hmm. and made it a sort of more of a, a teaching book, and it was written very didactically, and uh, and uh, around that time, then they became this craze for this type of uh, this type of story, uh, and, and so they bought it, but they went back to your original prose. Yes, wasn't that nice? Yes, it's very nice. Well, a lot of people, are, uh, one of the things that, that your, your books are praised for is that they're not... Uh, uh, they don't sermonize to the children. They just tell no. a story, and and the, the, the children are able to glean lessons from them if they yes, if they, if so they want to. But if they don't, there's no lesson. <laughs> do you feel that? Do you feel that because Peter Peter Rabbit is a he's very uh, he's a very mischievous little fellow. Mm -hmm. It's always getting into trouble, and uh, very much like a little human boy. Yes. Um, uh, do you feel that there is a message that you'd like people to get out of the stories? I did have an overarching message within the Peter Rabbit series. Um, don't be a bad little boy or get caught. <laughs> That's the main one. And the other one is to mind your mother. <laughs> do you feel as if that message got out there? Did no. You? <laughs> People liked how rascally he was. He was very rascally. Mm -hmm. um, did you like how rascally he was? Were, were there boys that you enjoyed, that did you that you fancy that were uh, little rascals? Yes, uh, yeah, the little rascals. Yes, <laughs> the little rascals. Yes. I fancied all of them, and they they were, they influenced me very much. <laughs> even, Buckwheat, even. the one with the pointy hair. Uh, Alfalfa. Yes, of course. Sure. Spanky. <laughs> the other ones, the dog. Oh, and and one woman, much like the little, yes, the little blue people that live mm -hmm. under the mushrooms. I prefer stories like that. <laughs> Only one woman. Isn't that just how we all wanted to be, though, girls? <laughs> <laughs> more, more support for that idea than I would have uh, than I would have thought. Yes. But times are changing. I mentioned Los Angeles earlier. No one booed. Mm. It's too late. No, it's too late now. It's too late now. The, the moment has passed. Is that people who got here late? How many people came here from uh, that uh, U2 podcast? People, people showed up late to this podcast to see two idiots talk about the band U2. I can't imagine. For an hour. This, this show involves a time machine. So, <laughs> um, how did that feel to become a, a published author? Do you remember that mm. feeling when you realized this is really happening? Yes, it was amazing. Um, I first noticed as I was walking down the street a, a series of uh, a handful of children reading my book, uh, all crowded around, saying in sync what they're, I hoped they would they're say. They're reading the book, they're looking at the illustrations, and they're saying, <laughs> I, I remember, remember that, that time. Guy. I remember that guy. I remember that. <laughs> and that's how I knew I'd made it. <laughs> and I went home and rolled around in piles of money. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, sorry, I mean, you're certainly no stranger to money, but of course... No, but it was my own. But your own money, <laughs> yes. yes. Different. It's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> Not this, you know, when you're rolling around in money, I'm 
not saying it feels bad to roll around in other people's money. It still feels pretty mm. good. But when it's your own money. Oh, can't oh, beat that. It's quite nothing quite like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you were very prolific. You you, you wrote uh, uh, two three little books uh, each year. Uh, Twenty three books altogether. That's, that's yes. nothing to sneeze at. That's, that's quite nothing a- to curtsy chew at. <laughs> <laughs> what what did shock you to learn? <laughs> <laughs> That the sneezing onomatopoeia has been shortened to just a simple achoo. Mm. That's not what it sounds like. Well, so people did sneeze differently back yes. in those days. More different dust. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much dust oh. all over the place. A lot of it from chimneys. Yes. And uh, so the sneeze was quite a build-up, but people would just, they would, they would feel it coming on, and they'd be like, curtsy chew. Absolutely. <laughs> the, um, you were a very, uh, you were a very uh, uh, shrewd businesswoman, mm. and uh, you you did merchandising. It was your idea to do merchandising yes. for the Peter Rabbit yes. books. And there were there were little uh, there were little uh, dolls, board games, and uh, uh, baby blankets, China tea sets. Yes. Did you buy one? Did, Thank uh, you. Did, did you have a, a Peter Rabbit China tea set? Could you could you step up to the microphone oh. because I'd love, I would love for you to describe it. Please, would you this mind? Is a would thrill. you mind? Thank you very much. Could you just describe the first of all? What's your name? <laughs> Alex. Hi. <laughs> Alex. Oh, that's another thing that's new. Is that a uh, lot more unisex names mm. now? <laughs> Interesting. Um, Alex, could you, would you please describe for us what the, uh, the, the Peter Rabbit uh, China tea set looked like? Uh, I'm, I can't remember how many pieces there were. Four. Four pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and I was a child, but I distinctly remember the Peter Rabbit on one of the teacups, and there was a little saucer with it, but he had a little blue jacket on with a brass button. Did it seem recently new? <laughs> I was a child. He just got it at the time. <laughs> when, you, when you looked at this tea set in the presence of another child, <laughs> do you I remember have... saying anything specific? Well, I, I, have, I have brothers, so we all oh. set it in a circle. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's chilling to think about. That's my dream. <laughs> Three, three little kids sitting in a circle. Four, four little kids. I, Flopsy, Mopsy, <laughs> Cottontail, and Peter. How perfect. Wait, did you? Did Do you have you, a video of that? <laughs> I'd love did, to look. Did at you that. have the same number? Of, did Did you and your siblings equal the number of rabbit children I in just, the stories? Yes. Yeah, four. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it's, that so abruptly to you. I, 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 I don't wish that was I a bad thing. I certainly did not mean to. <laughs> it was the exact number. Alex, thank you very much. You may, you may return to your seat. Aww. A big hand for Alex. Oh, did you want to speak to him more? <laughs> That's a broke, broke Beatrix's part of her. I miss her. Part, you know, your name is very difficult to attach a plural to. I wanted to say that it broke your heart for Alex to sit back down, yes. but it was very, it broke Beatrix is Potter's oh. heart. Are they going to say Beatrix's? Is that well, Beatrices? Yes. What's the plural? <laughs> is that the plural? It's Beatrice. 
Um, you did get, uh, you were engaged um, mm. uh, in uh, 1905, uh, a fellow named uh, Norman uh, Warren. Um, but uh, the engagement only lasted a month because, of course, poor Norman, um, he died of leukemia yeah. at age 37. Thank you for bringing it up. Well, <laughs> I, I, I bring it up for the benefit of the of audience. Course, People yes. might not know. That. Yes. Obviously, it's very... Uh, it was tragic. Very sad time. But around that time, you did, you did proceed to... Uh, um, uh, you bought a, a, a country home. This was going to be your country home with a future husband. Um, and that's when you got interested in, uh, in farming. Mm. Someone else interested in farming? As, as strange as the initial reaction was, <laughs> the second reaction was even stranger. Screaming. It sounded, it sounded like someone fainted. <laughs> and then when I noticed it, people seemed to get very excited. Oh, they noticed our friend fainted. Yes. Is everything all right over here? Okay. Can everyone in the audience this, this please say yes? This side of the room yes. speaks for the center. <laughs> I say, I might like to hear everyone in the audience reacting to a picture of Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Does yes. everyone remember the order? <laughs> you, you don't sound very confident. Should we remind them? Yes, it's, let's imagine we're looking at a picture of Peter Rabbit right now. I, I remember, remember that time. I, I remember that guy. I remember that. Ah, uh, nothing like an audience applauding for itself. <laughs> that made me feel very good. <laughs> you, um, so you, you, you bought this, uh, this property and uh, you got very interested in, um, in uh, sheep herding, mm. uh, in the raising of sheep. And, and this is also where you met, uh, you met your, your future husband, yeah. William Helis. Mm -hmm. um, he proposed in, uh, in 1912 and uh, you were married soon after. Um, and you had this wonderful country life living yes. there uh, on this estate and you were taking care and, and uh, uh, still writing. Yes. Um, uh, you're still doing all this, but also taking care of these. Uh, she got very interested in the, in the conservation uh, movement. Mm -hmm. um, what was it that, that made this transfer from uh, drawing these little uh, books about the rabbits and, and selling the dolls and tea sets mm -hmm. and so forth into, uh, in, into caring for the land? Uh, you know, I found myself getting very weak without no, without no muscles. Without no muscles? No. So I wanted to do a little bit of physical activity, and so I got a few sheep who were very rambunctious, and I'd chase them around for hours on end. And then I'd do a little gardening, some carrots, some, you know, farming big plants and whatnot, and planting trees. Yes, carrots, plants. Carrots, plants. You know the stuff. Mm. Um, and it was good for me. It kind of got me out in, into the sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> I was spending a lot of time indoors drawing my little memories. <laughs> Your memories of... Of the animals come to life. Of anthropomorphic animals. Yes. I remember that guy. <laughs> Is it a thing you would say while you were drawing? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so... It, let me ask you this, was your process sort of, you'd go to this fugue state, <laughs> sort of yeah. automatic writing almost. <laughs> just I eyes, that guy, <laughs> the eyes rolling back in your head. Completely out of it. <laughs> yes, and my hand would just do all the work. Yes. Then you'd come to and there's a little. Uh, oh, and a whole book. <laughs> so thrilling. 
Now, you, you and your husband uh, were childless, mm. and yet <laughs> And yet you wrote these, these wonderful children's stories. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I, well, did, did you ever feel uh, uh, that you wanted children of your own? Or yes. Were you, perfectly, you did? Yes, all the time. All the time? My husband didn't want to do it. Didn't want to have... Do it. <laughs> Sex. Sex. Yeah. So I was childless, and so I tried to befriend the children in my area and around the world with my stories. What, was it that he was, uh, was he impotent, or was he just not... He didn't like my body. <laughs> <laughs> this was a thing that he said to yeah, you? Yeah, that was private, though. <laughs> that was in the journal. <laughs> Mm. I mean, was this, a, was this a thing he blurted out, or was it... Yeah, any time I'd come close, go, I don't like your body! <laughs> so he, he said it more than once. He blurted it out more than once. I learned my lesson. <laughs> Which was? You don't get to. <laughs> there are many uh, adaptations of your work. Mm -hmm. Um... And there's many, uh, there's a few things that, uh, that uh, uh, fiction, fictions that are based on your life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, like a, there was a film, the, the BBC uh, uh, did a, um, uh, a, a sort of mini-series uh, based on your life. It was like uh, your life as a, as a young woman and then your life as an older person. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, there was a, a film with, um, it's called Miss Potter, uh, 2006. Um, and it was about uh, your, your early uh, career, your romance with your editor, Norman Warren. Mm. And uh, you were played by uh, Renee Zellweger. Mm. Um, have, you, have you had a chance to see the film? No, but I have seen Bridget Jones. <laughs> and she's good. What do you think about her gaining all that weight to play oh, Bridget so Jones? Oh, so brave, very brave. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I admire that. And then she did it twice. I mean, that's commitment. <laughs> Love both of those films. There's also a, there's a series of books um, that are mysteries uh, called The Cottage Tales of Beatrix Potter. A woman named uh, Susan Albert writes them. And the idea is that it's you, hmm. uh, the, the creator of Peter Rabbit, and you're, and you're solving these little mysteries. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm like a little a, a gumshoe. A gumshoe, if you will. Uh, I will. <laughs> I mean, is that something that ever interested you uh, in the past? Uh, I mean, solving mysteries? Not really. Do I look like someone who likes to solve mysteries? Why did she get that idea? Maybe it was the coded journal. Oh well, yes. <laughs> so you can sort of. I see. can see that yeah. now. It's it's almost like she might have she might have looked at the coded journal and said, yes. "I know this lady. She, she solves solved mysteries." mysteries. I remember, I remember that. that. <laughs> or maybe it, maybe it was the photos my father took of me where I had a big magnifying glass out to my eye. We did a series every year, a new one. Every year, a new photo of you with a big magnifying glass. Yes. What was the purpose of these? I mean, was it, was it uh, something that would be sent out to, uh, to various people? These were our greeting cards, our, <laughs> our Christmas cards. It was me going, can you see Christmas? <laughs> and that's how I got into making my own later in life. Well, because they seemed like terrible Christmas cards. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought I could do better than that? I could than do that? better than that. Thank 
Can you see Christmas? And then the inside said, it's coming. <laughs> we, have a, we have a few questions from the, um, uh, from the social networking platform Twitter. Mm. People have written in. Um, this fellow uh, or, or, or lady, uh, it's, it's a, one of these names, Jess mm. Osterhout. Osterhout? It, it could be someone writing from a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> How did you come up with the fanciful names of some of your characters, i.e. Twinkleberry, mm. Mrs. Tittlemouse, Goody Tiptoes? I tried to think of things that would be fun coming off the tongue. Um, and I always loved the word tit, so I tried to get that in anywhere I could. Certainly. Uh, I think that's just a funny word. Um, yeah, you know, Jemima Puddle Duck, that's kind of just... It explains itself. That one's very obvious, yes. yes. I tried to just put a couple... Uh, I'd take an adjective and a noun, and usually the noun was the animal's name, the animal itself. Certainly. And then just smush them together and see what made me laugh all night long. <laughs> all night long? And if I didn't laugh all night, it wasn't the name. Which... Were the names that came close... Oh, yes. ...but stopped just short of all night long? Yes. Can you think of any of those now? Yes. Petunia Pigglewis. I laughed for eight hours about that, but not the solid eight and a half that I needed. So close. <laughs> so close, but yet so far. Um, oh, let me think. Uh, Tittle Whittle Bitty. <laughs> Tittle Whittle Bitty. Yes. Bungle Whizzersnatch. Snatch. Deanly Wickle Biddle. <laughs> Three more. <laughs> Munchski Diddle Dop. <laughs> Timly Whizzle Snitch. Did I say that? No, no, you I feel like that. I said that. A, I remember that guy. I remember that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brackle Nozzle Blee. That's a new one. <laughs> and Tit Magoo. <laughs> um, em Emily Edwards asks, did you ever consider writing books for adults? Oh. If so, would they have been about garden animals? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um... <laughs> They would have been, well, if I did do an adult series, which I wanted to do, but I passed away too soon to get to that. <laughs> Not enough time. Um, oh, you were saving that for your yeah. twilight years? Yes. <laughs> you, you'll be pleased to learn, you lived a very long life. I know. <laughs> what was, what I wanted to be 102 for? when I got to those. I had a lot to do for children, but um, the adult books were going to be adult animals. That was the plan. Oh, Just, I see, certainly. And large animals, um, the size of humans. <laughs> Interacting in the real world with humans. So it would be a sort of rabbit the size of a human? Yes. Or, or any animal that's as big as a human already? No, animals that aren't human size, being human size and talking and just being... So like a, a, a five foot seven mouse? Yes. <laughs> terrifying to think about. Yes. <laughs> oh, I say, what about a bat? A six foot five bat. <laughs> with a business suit on and a job. Certainly. Yes. <laughs> oh, what, oh, what's his job? He works in a store. <laughs> he sells hats and a haberdashery. 
I say, would this bat <laughs> who works in this hat store, would he call his store Hats in the Belfry? That's... I, I was thinking more bat in the hat. <laughs> You may, you may have trouble with one of our previous guests um, with that title. Um, Catherine Wrigley. Sorry. I'll stick with it, I said. <laughs> oh, battle it out in court. It's exciting. Catherine Wrigley asks, are you disappointed that your mycological publications are not as well known as your children's books? Mm, yes, I think they're much more fascinating, to be honest. And I want you to find those peens. If so, it's like, where's Waldo? <laughs> but just his dick. <laughs> if someone were to look at one of your illustrations in one of your mushroom books, what would you want the series of statements to be? Oh, that's the same. It's the same? Yes. I remember, I remember that, that time. time. I, I remember, remember that guy. guy. I, I remember, remember that. that. Yes. Emma Dawn asks, why did Peter only wear a sweater when his parents were fully clothed, a full outfit, an adult rabbit thing only? Oh, yes. Um, there's nothing shameful about baby rabbit parts, but once you grow up, you got to cover them. It's just... So if we were to see your illustrations of the adult rabbits mm -hmm. sans clothing, oh. they'd be positively obscene. Yes. So much pubic hair. On, on their fur. Yes, it's different. Have you never seen an adult rabbit? I suppose I haven't. <laughs> I suppose I haven't all this time. It's very coarse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach Ruskin asks, what made you write children's books but not want any kids of your own? Well, I wanted them badly. No, certainly he didn't. He didn't know he that. He didn't know that, and I'll question. forgive him. But was it difficult then to write these books knowing that you would never have children. Yes, it was painful. I would read them to my imaginary children in bed. Imagine them all crowded around me, saying in, in sync with each other, my favorite phrases, which we all know. And, and, you know, I would cry myself to sleep most nights while my husband turned his back to me. It's fine. I got over it, you will too. <laughs> Noah Smith asks, in the Flopsy Bunnies, we learn Benjamin Bunny grew up to marry Peter Rabbit's sister Flopsy. Whom does Peter marry? I see Peter. May I ask? Oh. Alex, do you know? Take a guess, you're probably right. She's mortified. So embarrassed. This is um, more, than, more than Alex bargained for. I'm so sorry. Um... Yeah, well, I saw him marrying a, a Jemima, Puddle Duck. He was always horny for ducks. That's in the subtext of yes. the book. Yes. If you go back and read them now, yes, and you I can put, totally I, I, see it. Oh, absolutely. In the drawings, they're always looking at each other. He's touching his tail. <laughs> That's the part rabbits touch Certainly. when they want to. Well, you know. <laughs> Um, Rachel, 
I'm going to go on record as saying I don't believe this is a real last name. Rachel Relish Trey. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, to me, that sounds very real. <laughs> Pre present company accepted, of course. Rachel asks, is there an animal you wish you hadn't written about? Mm. Hedgehogs. What? People don't want to hear about them. My, Not very popular. My least selling books involve hedgehogs. I think because they're so spiky. I don't know. I don't know why. Because they're like sort of miniature porcupines. Yes, I guess so. People are just uh, not entranced They're very them. adorable, though, hedgehogs. I thought so, too. There's, I say there's lots of videos of them now on, uh, on YouTube. You can see... What are they doing? They're just being cute. Yes. Sometimes they're waking up, sometimes oh. they're curling up. And <laughs> I know what it looks like. I had one. It's oh, like certainly. this. <laughs> they look so ready to greet the world. Yes, they're, they're so excited. excited to just come unfurled. <laughs> Sleeping in a ball all night. Imagine that. Do you, do you ever wish you could sleep in a ball like a hedgehog? Yes, I do. I slept in the fetal position most nights, though. Well, <laughs> Due to being so sad. <laughs> Sadness will do that to you every time. Oh. Um, we do have microphones set up. Is there anyone in the, in the audience who uh, has a question for, uh, for Beatrix Potter? Oh. Not at all. Fine then. Fine, I'll just tell you stuff. <laughs> no, I won't. Oh wait, this Yay. fellow, brave soul. Yeah, I was curious. You, Flopsy, Mopsy, uh, Peter, and Cottontail. Mm -hmm. Which one was your favorite of the four, and why? Thank you for asking that. What's your name? Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, I prefer Flopsy uh, because she was part of a twin set, and but yet she had her own personality. Very spunky. I almost named them Spunky and Punky. <laughs> it's an inside scoop. <laughs> this gentleman, yes? Please, come forth. Uh, when you two came here from the past, uh, mm. was it like a direct flight, or do you have to make pit stops along the way for bathroom breaks? Or, now, uh, were you here for the briefing about the joke <laughs> questions? <laughs> I'm just wondering if you, like, wanted to see anything else other than our time. You mean, made well, now that's a different question, isn't it? <laughs> Did we make pit stops to go to the bathroom? It's a time machine. I, I never read it. <laughs> oh. now, now you're right on. <laughs> uh, uh, Miss Potter, is there anything that you, you would like to see in, uh, in the 21st century while you're here? Yes, I was very curious about computers and what's inside them. <laughs> it's my only curiosity. What, may I ask, what do you think's inside them? I think it's a little animal. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you. Please don't. Yes, this gentleman here. Uh, yes, Miss Potter. Did you have the opportunity to read any contemporary children's literature, and what do you think about it? You know, I've read a few things. Um, I've seen Elf on a Shelf. Uh, <laughs> I'm familiar with... Um, a little bit of Dr. Seuss, I have to admit. Certainly. Um, you know, and some of that stuff, I just think it's crap, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just feel like what I was doing was really innovative and what they're doing is just, you know, a lot of rhyming. <laughs> Anyone can do that. What do you think about, there's a bunch of celebrities, it's a big thing for celebrities to write a children's book yeah. now. It's as if they think anyone can do it. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's a strange we'll cast We'll see what, what, what stands the test of time. Oof. And who gets China made out of their book characters? <laughs> Shots fired, Billy mm -hmm. Crystal. 
Yes, this person right here. Uh, yeah, hi. Other than the teapot set, what were some of your other maybe less successful merchandising enterprises? Oh, yeah, I had a t-shirt set. That's a great question. That's a good question. I'm selling this merch outside, so I wish you would buy it. Um, the tea sets, I have t-shirts, I have a little um, underwear and bra top. <laughs> <laughs> With um, flopsy, motsy and cottontail. <laughs> <laughs> we really should leave it there, but let's go to this fellow and see what he says. I noticed in several of your short stories, there, uh, there's a motif of children losing or destroying their clothes when they've been bad. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could elaborate on that. Yes. <laughs> My word. Thank you. My word. That fellow was too into his own question. So, <laughs> that made me, so, made me very uncomfortable. Um, yes, when I was naughty, um, it was usually a result of getting trapped in a bramble or something and losing my, my top. Um, and that, that actually followed me through into my 20s. I would find, anytime I was being bad, I was usually naked. <laughs> But then would you, would you ever destroy your own clothing? Yes, that's punishment. <laughs> now you have to walk home naked. It was kind of fun. <laughs> right. Anyone else before we close it up? Oh, this, he's, I knew that. There's always he's, one. <laughs> finally screwed up the courage to ask. Is there a type of mushroom you think about the most still? <laughs> Such a, it's such a gallant way, like, as if to say, milady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which, pray, which mushroom do you find most on your mind? Jewish. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Beatrix Potter. To learn how you can contribute monetarily or otherwise to an 826 chapter near you, go to 826national.org. The original Dead Authors reading series was created by Mr. John Korn. Until next time, this is H.G. Wells saying, the show is over. <laughs>